You are listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church, located at 3144 South Home Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. We invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9 o'clock a.m. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever noticed that the people who want to rebel against kind of the general culture uh, always look the same as all the other people who do that? If you go back to uh, the 1950s or to the uh, kind of the Greece era, they all had the same uniform, right? It was the jeans and the white shirt with the cigarettes rolled up in the sleeves and the hair that was slicked all over the place. They were the rebels, except they all looked the same. What about the hippies? Did they have a look? Yeah, they certainly did. You can certainly tell those people who are still carrying on that hippie tradition when they walk up. It's, you can just, it's like, whoa, straight out of that era. And you can find the same thing today. If you go down to a hipster neighborhood, they all look the same. How many big beards and pompadours can you find in one place? Right? What I think that says to us is that even when we want to be independent, when we want to fight against the culture, we still end up following the crowd. That's because we human beings can never really be truly independent. We're always a part of something, always following something. And that's what St. Paul talks about in our readings from Romans as he asks the question, who are you going to obey? Are you on the side of sin or are you following righteousness? He enters into this conversation just before our reading by asking the question, if we're under grace, should we keep on sinning? Of course, you know the answer, no. The key behind this, though, is what this grace means for following God. That because Jesus died and rose for us and that we're baptized into his death and resurrection means that we're already saved and under grace. I used to teach first through sixth grade religion classes every day. And I remember about halfway through my tenure there, uh, the principal told me, this year we're not going to give any grades to any of the students in our, your religion class. And I thought to myself, that is a terrible idea. In my head, I was thinking, the kids aren't going to pay attention. They're all going to get this and lean back and not care. Nobody's going to do any of the work that I assign. But it was actually the opposite. Without the, the test, without the, the homework and the grade oh, hanging over their shoulders, they had some joy in learning about it. It was amazing. They didn't have, there was no stress, no compulsion. They just had fun. And it was almost like they were more interested in learning about God's word and, and all of that because they had already passed the test from the very beginning. And that's how we approach obedience to God is we've already passed the test, not because we did it, but because Jesus did it. And by baptism, we're a part of that. He gives us that amazing righteousness. 
And so we're not under compulsion. There is no fear from God. There is no finger from heaven pointing down and warning to smite us. Instead, there's just the joy of obedience. And the question is, when we present ourselves toward sin, independence often, or when we press ourselves towards obedience, which one has more freedom? Which one is more joyful? St. Paul talks about that in our readings today. He says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time for the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. In our Old Testament reading, we saw the creation of Adam. It, it leads, of course, to the creation of Eve. And it says that God put them in the garden to work it and keep it. Which means when God placed them in the Garden of Eden, he gave them something to do, a law to live within. And all the while they were doing that, everything was amazing. Plants grew on their own. They had all the food they could need. And the Bible tells us they were so enraptured and enjoying life that they were standing around naked and not ashamed. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that crazy? But when they said, let's be independent, you can't tell me what to do, they went to the forbidden fruit and they ate it. And all of a sudden, what happened? They were ashamed. They looked at themselves and they said, I, oh no, look at me, I'm naked. And they ran and they hid. Which of those two states was freedom? Which of those two was joy and life? Was it independence? You can't tell me what to do? Or was it obedience? We know the answer. They were living in God's grace and his love, and it was perfect. They had joy and not shame. St. Paul talks about that. We can get other examples of this. Uh, right now, everybody is afraid. When you get the news on the internet, you get to see every shooting, every sadness, every hurt, every sickness, everything everywhere, and sometimes it's terrifying. And I, you've probably heard me say this, is that we are safer than we've ever been as a society, but nobody thinks that. It's because we're scared. In baptism, God has made us alive. God has made us alive in Christ so that whatever happens out there or in here can't hurt us, which means that we can live without this fear. St. Paul does that. In, in Philippians, he talks about being able to be content in every circumstance. He talks about just all this terrible stuff that had happened to him, how he had been stoned and starved and imprisoned and threatened with death and all all this horrible stuff happens, and he says, I've learned to be content through it all, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It wasn't the, the fear didn't grip him. 
he was safe in Christ. I know a story, I don't know if it's uh, apocryphal or true or whatever, but there's a story about a monk who was in his cell and somebody broke in and they went in and they stole everything in there and they rush away and he opens a drawer and he sees a fork in there and he picks it up and he runs out after them, you forgot the fork! Of course, living out Jesus' words, if they take your, your tunic, give them also your undercloak. Is that freedom? Saying, my life doesn't belong to this stuff, to my things, to everything. My life is safe in Christ. Is it freedom to hold yourselves up and lock yourselves off and say, this world is way too scary? Not too long ago, um, I was sitting in a meeting talking about what to do with the bequests that we had had. And we were throwing some ideas out there, and uh, I thought of an idea that would say we'd modify the sanctuary so we could keep it open all the time. Just an idea. There was a lot of hubbub in the congregation afterwards. And whether it's a good idea or not, I think the idea behind it is an interesting one to examine. What would it mean to be free or not? in that situation? Is it freedom to close our doors and say our neighborhood is so scary we couldn't open it up? Or is it freedom to say we are so secure in God's grace that we're willing to risk vandalism to offer you, our neighbors, a place of peace? I'm not saying that we have to do it. Maybe it's a terrible idea, but the thought process behind it, which one is freedom? Which one is slavery? It's living out this life we have in Christ means we're freed from the stuff and the fear. St. Paul also talks about some of the things uh, as far as our relationships go. He says, for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. It's funny how sin leads to more sin. That when we, we start doing something, we get in the habit and we repeat it. I read this really disturbing uh, statistic uh, just a couple of days ago. Do you know what the number, uh, the number one cause of death for pregnant women is? Murder. 20% of deaths for pregnant women happens to murder. Now compare that to similarly aged women who are not pregnant, 6%. Isn't that crazy? What could be doing this? Well, you'll notice that in our time, it is much more common for pregnancy to happen to someone who's not married. We live in a culture that says, do what you want, but it leads to some bad stuff. When boyfriends find out that their life could be ruined by a baby, they are much more likely to be violent. Does that sound like freedom to you? But imagine this. On the other side with marriage, the statistics are incredible. Did you know that in marriage, a, a woman is far less likely 
to experience violence from an intimate partner, that mental health is way better. Um, and even on the other side, if you want to talk about money, men make 25% more. Crazy, right? A little discipline, a little holiness, does that lead to freedom? He also tells us that presenting ourselves to righteousness leads to sanctification. I've done a little reading on the effect of ritual in people's lives. They do studies where they get strangers to come together and they do like an action together. Maybe they're swinging their arms in motion or stepping or anything like that. And they found out that when a group of people does a ritual action like that, they like each other more, even though they don't know each other, and they express more generosity towards each other than they would have otherwise. Isn't that interesting? Of course, that's one of the reasons why the Christian church has always done these sort of ritual things in worship, is because it expresses the unity that we have in Christ. That coming together and singing and standing and bowing and praying and all of these things that we do together they're part of that unity that we have. And then we see that unity in, in the, the Lord's Supper as we take in Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of sins, and he gives you this grace. Jesus told a parable about the sheep and the goats where he separated the two. And on one side were the, the sheep, and the other side were the goats. And he says to the sheep, um, Enter into my paradise, for when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you gave me clothing. And, they, and they, they all say, where in the world? We didn't do that. We didn't see you, Jesus. And he says, when you did this to the least of my brothers, you did it to me. And this always struck me as kind of works righteousnessy, right? It's like Jesus says, you get heaven for being good people. But when I thought about that in light of what Paul is saying today, is that when we live what God gives us here, when he makes us holy by entering into his grace, by doing the ritual together, that's literally causing us to love each other and serve each other. That going out from this place changes us so that we care for each other, we visit each other in the hospital, we call each other up when we're sick, we give money when we can. This is what God does to us with holiness leading to more holiness. God changes us here in this place to love one another. That sounds like freedom to me, doesn't it? We often talk about following God in terms of law and gospel, sin and forgiveness, obedience and rejection. But sometimes I think we forget to talk about, at least I know I do, to talk about the joy that comes from following God. To talk about the, the freedom that we have when we turn from sin and we live a life that is the way God designed it. It opens up this amazing world where we live out this, this person that God has made us to be by his grace. We live this eternal life. And it gives us joy despite our circumstances. It gives us happiness and life together. Even when we would want to be doing something else, it ends up being freedom. 
And that's the gift that Christ gives us. By making us holy, he offers us this holy life to live in his freedom. In his name, amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church. For more information about getting involved, please visit concordiaberwin.org. Like us on Facebook at Concordia Lutheran Church and Little Lambs.